Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, this is Susie Carter, author of Power Your Profit. And if you want to learn how to build better relationships, you should be listening to Build Your Network podcast with my great friend, Travis Chappell. Welcome to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I chat with some of the world's top business influencers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs in order to crack the code of networking. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know, and that your relationships ultimately determine the person that you become. So if you want to learn the new way of connecting, you want to fill your network with quality people and skyrocket your results, then you're in the right place because this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Build Your Network. Today, I am chatting with Susie Carter. Susie started out as a low-paid hairdresser trying to support her two little girls, but working for someone else became a challenge, to say the least, so she decided to do whatever it took to create her own business. After much blood, sweat, and tears mixed with cheap mascara, she went on to create not one, but two $10 million companies. Her core genius is the ability to simplify complicated issues by creating simple proven systems that are guaranteed to create dramatic growth for any company. She's helped over 100,000 entrepreneurs increase their revenues by more than 3,000% and worked with top business moguls like John Asaraf, Lisa Nichols, Steve Harvey, Doug Carter, and Paul Mitchell. Her newest book, Power Your Profit, is a bulletproof start-to-finish plan for taking your business from startup mode to the multi-million dollar mark. Susie, can't wait to get into a conversation with you, but first, really quickly, if you're listening to this and you are a six or seven-figure entrepreneur, you're a coach, a consultant, an author, a speaker, a real estate investor, whatever it is, and you know that having a podcast could be a really powerful asset 
in your brand, in your personal brand, your business brand, whatever it is, uh, but you just don't have the time or the team or resources to figure it out how to get the back end stuff working. You don't want to take the time to figure it all out. Then have me and my team do it for you. That's our specialty. Head over to travischapel.com slash make my podcast. And uh, there's a quick application. We'll jump on a phone call to see if we'd be a good fit to work together to build out your show for you. That's travischapel.com slash make my podcast. Susie, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you. Thanks for having. But more importantly, thank you for being a leader in their industry and bringing so many amazing people together. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate that. And uh, you are definitely one of those people. And I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy, busy schedule to jump on Build Your Network and share a little bit with our listeners today. So let's go ahead and jump in and talk a little bit about your story. Build some context for those listening that don't know who you are. And let's just kind of start way back. I, I like to take it way back, Susie. So 12, 13-year-old Susie, what were you up to back then? You know, parents, family life, uh, school, sports, recreation, all that good stuff. I love it. 12, 13-year-old Susie was an entrepreneur back then. I grew up in a really big family. There was nine kids. Wow. Perry, Joni, Shelley, Susie, Kelly, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> so you and were towards then, the end then. Susie I'm Kelly, towards the end. There's two yeah. under me. So you're not in the middle. You're not at the end. You're not the youngest, not the oldest, not the middle. You're just there, right? It's <laughs> the <middle> body. <laughs> so, yeah. so we grew up poor. And I don't mean, Travis, the kind of poor where, where, where people go, we didn't know we were poor. No, we knew we were poor. <laughs> just, yeah, right. So my dad, bless his heart, like he was in the military. My mom was a seamstress. My stepmom was a seamstress. And he said, Susie, you can do whatever you want. Just go get a job and make money. And I'm like, I could do this, right? So at a very young age, like 10, 10 years old, I'm cleaning houses, you know, picking up dog poop, washing windows, babysitting, you named it. I did it. You name it. I sold it. Right? <laughs> make some money. And reality, Travis, it was so I could buy my own underwear because everything was handed down to us. Everything. Mm. <laughs> So I realized as an adult, I'm like, why do I have this fixation with underwear? <laughs> That's a solid motivation. Yeah. That is a solid, solid motivation, motivation, dude. I can't tell you. No. <laughs> so entrepreneurial from the beginning, do you think that that's something that was kind of bred inside of you? Or do you think that it was something that you learned to do because of the situation that you were in? Yeah, there was, there was no bread in, right? It was just, this is what you need to do. Go get a job. And, you know, at 10, 11, 12, you can't get a job, right? right. Back then, you were, we, I could get a learner's permit at 15. And so then I could get a job at 15, like a real job at 15. Mm -hmm. um, so even then, I had multiple jobs. I never had just one job. I've always done multiple things because I really love the freedom that money gave me, mm -hmm. right? The freedom of getting what I wanted, the freedom of nobody telling me no. Look, I don't know about you, but nobody's the boss of me. That's why entrepreneurship <laughs> works great for me. <laughs> yeah, that's how I explained my entrepreneurial itch to people. I was like, it's the desire to make money and have freedom combined with the inability to listen to what authority has to say to you. <laughs> exactly. Like when I got married to my husband, my grandma <laughs> took him aside and said, I don't know why you're marrying her. She don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Your grandma said that? My grandma said That's that. That's hilarious. Like, my husband. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Welcome to the family, but a little bit of a cautionary advice for you. Yeah. So confused. Like, oh no, she's a little rebel. She's <laughs> <laughs> Which has uh, done me well in business. Right? I was going to yeah. say, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's been a bad thing for you. So, um, uh, so talk to me about your high school experience then. If you were constantly working all the time, did you have time to just like do school stuff, do kid stuff? I did. I was a cheerleader. I was in gymnastics. I was in dance. Um, so I was in more, you know, did track. 
So I loved sports, loved, you know, just being outside, being outdoors, loved, I'm very competitive. So I was just about to say that as I was like, sounds like you're a pretty competitive person then. Very competitive. So as a gymnast, very competitive, right? How can I be the best? So it would not be good for me and you to play card games together is what you're telling me. (laughs) I'm ultra competitive as well. I'm not really good at card games, Travis, but I will figure out a way to cheat. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's funny. Okay. So (laughs) coming out of high school then, with your family not having much in terms of being able to offer for like finances for college and things, was that even on the radar for you? College? My dad said, look, when you're 18, you move out. And when you move out, you need to either get a job or get a husband. So I said, well, I'm 17, I'm almost 18, I'm going to move out now, and I'm going to go get a job, and I'll find the husband thing. So <laughs> I met my husband, my, my first husband, when I was 17, because I thought, you know, I'm very goal-oriented, just give me a goal, Travis, I will complete it. Hmm. Excellently, right? So he had a car, he had a checkbook, he had muscles, what more do you need in a husband, right? Hmm. I didn't know. It's a fair checklist, yeah. Fair checklist. <laughs> For a 17-year-old, anyway. For a 17-year-old. So, you know, I met him and then I went to a vocational school. So I started out as a hairdresser and went to cosmetology school and knew nothing about business, knew nothing. I just knew that I loved making people beautiful. Hmm. And then that was been because I was 17 when I met him, you know, by 23, I was divorced Hmm. and with two little kids, right? My, when I left, my baby was six months old and the oldest one was 18 months old. Wow. And, you know, I didn't know how to pick a husband. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't have a, I didn't have a good picker back then. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so I didn't know you should choose a husband. Yeah. Based on values and, you know, I was going to say name a 17 year old that has a good picker back then. Yeah. <laughs> so then now I'm, I'm left with two little kids with no child support, no alimony. And I'm a hairdresser. The average hairdresser made $30,000 a year. And I, that didn't work for me. So mm. I really started studying the, the business side. 15% of your financial success is based on your technical ability. The other 85% is all the other things that we do. That's your sales, your marketing, your operations, your finance. So I became an avid student of how do I make this thing called hairdressing work? Yeah. So in the first year that I started really implementing my strategy, I went from $30,000 to $100,000. The second year, I went to a quarter of a million dollars. So I was doing a quarter of a million dollars a year as a hairdresser, and I finally moved my days down to three days a week. And being able to be a single mom, take care of my kids, and I had another job because I've always had, I've got this hustle muscle, and I was a distributor sales consultant with Paul Mitchell. And as being a sales consultant, I realized that most people didn't understand the 85%. They were good at the 15%, amazing technicians, but they weren't making any money, Mm. right? So I'm like, oh, let me help you. Let me show you what I did. So I would give them my referral programs. I would give them my my, um, standard operating procedures. I would show them how they could make more money by doing add-on services, right? And that became the foundation of my training company. And then people said to me, Travis, they're like, oh my God, I love what you do. Do you have a book? I'm like, uh, no, I'm a hairdresser. I'm just trying to help you make some money. <laughs> yeah. They're like, if you write a book, we will, we will buy it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to write a book. Had no idea how to write a book. <laughs> yes, right. So I wrote the book and then like, I realized the day that the book was delivered, Travis, they delivered 2000 books to my home, dropped them in my driveway. And I'm like, holy cow. Now I have to sell these. What do I do? I don't know how to, how do I sell these books? I just, they said they wanted it. Where are they? They're not buying. Yeah. 
But I didn't have the sales strategy for that, right? I didn't know what to do with that. I'm like, I'm an author. Yay. Yay. I thought that's all I had to do. No, that's not all you have to do. Because again, 15% of your financial success is the technical ability, which is writing the book. The other 85% is the sales, the marketing, the operations, and the finance. I'm like, oh, I've got to make this investment work, right? Because I just spent a lot of money to produce this book, and now i got to figure out how to sell it. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over one hundred and forty million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. So what did you do? Well, the first event I went to was the best learning lesson. You know, sometimes our learning lessons, um, Travis, come get wrapped in sandpaper, right? They're not pretty they're not easy right a lot of people are experiencing that right now in life they're like oh my gosh these lessons are so hard and so i was in san francisco doing an event and there was another guy speaking so i was speaking of course i was much better my ego was telling me <laughs> and i had everyone in the not everyone about 200 people stand up and go in my line to buy my book and i'm so happy i'm signing books well the book is 20 dollars, right so you do $20 times a hundred sales, right? You've got $2,000, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm excited. I'm a, I'm a published author. I'm legitimate now. So I got $2,000. I watched this guy get on stage and he's selling something for 1997. And in my head, my own limiting belief, my own scarcity conversation was like, people won't pay $2,000. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I watched my hundred people go from my line to his line, literally just cross over. Wow. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm quickly doing the math. Right. I'm like, he just made $200,000. I just made $2,000. Shame on me for judging and being egotistical. And I was like, oh my goodness, if they would buy that from him, they would surely buy it from me. Mm-hmm. 
So I had to create a companion product, right? I'm like, I need to sell some more expensive stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hard lesson, hard, hard lesson. But at least it was the first speaking event out of the gate, right? To go, oh. Yeah, true. Because again, I didn't know the strategy of this thing called speaking and training. I just started because it was a heart passion, right? It was a heart project. It was something I wanted to contribute to my community. I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to serve. And going, serving can be really expensive if you're not selling something. That's so true. Right. Yeah, exactly. So what did you do then with that idea? What was that first, you know, package or product that you came up with? So I came up with a companion product, which really was the book, right, in an audio form. Okay. People said, oh, love the book, hate to read. You have it in another, (laughs) can can you create an audio? I'm like, sure, I can create that. So every product, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not embarrassed to say, because I think this is entrepreneurship. Every product came from a client saying, oh, I would love to buy that. Yeah. And literally, that's the perfect product. That's, (laughs) I think that's what people, that's what so many people get wrong, right? Right. You're just creating something because they need it, not because they want it. Right. You're just throwing it out there and hoping that it's going to stick. Whereas (laughs) if you'd like do the work initially and they tell you what to build, all you have to do is build it and then people buy it. It's so much easier that way. Literally, someone would say that in a classroom and they're like, we want to buy that because I would bring my systems or my strategy or whatever I was doing in my business at the time. They're like, can we buy that? And my strategy, Travis, was how much will you pay for that? Yeah. <laughs> we would pay $400 for that. Sold. I will. I will. Yeah, say, exactly. Give me 12 weeks to put it together. It will be on your doorstep. Yeah. You know, you know what? You are in luck because <laughs> I've been putting this together for the last month and I'm taking pre-orders right now. Exactly. <laughs> So I would come home with ten, twenty thousand dollars worth of orders and be so excited. Oh my god, I sold this. And they're like, what is it? We don't have it. Yes, we do, we do now. We just yeah. need to make it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so talk to me then about when you realized that this was going to be a huge income stream and that the $250,000 a year that you were making as a hairdresser, while being a really great accomplishment, would pale in comparison to what you were able to create next. Yeah, so I, we ended up selling the salon and spa because it got to be way too much, right? Between running the training company, because I would, again, I'm, I've always had another side hustle, right? So I had the salon and spa, and we were the top 1% in the nation, top 10% in the world. So we sold that and then was just running the training and development company and learning how to do that. Because this was back in the day when people weren't really sharing best strategies, right? Of how do you speak and train and enroll and sell from the stage. And so it was this learning curve throughout the process. But what I loved was I was really being able to support people in living their dreams, really support people in monetizing their gift, you know, to the world. So that was filling my cup, right? So it was just that pivot of going, this is the opportunity. And we, I'm a systems girl, right? I've learned, I learned one of my very first books that I read was uh, Michael Gerber's E-Myth of build a business, don't build a job. And so I just started selling my systems that I did to build a million dollar salon and spa and then to build a million dollar training company. And so the niches just kind of expanded from the place of how am I helping people make money? Right. And that's the gift that I do now. I'm, I'm called the profit coach. Right. So I help people monetize their businesses and find the money you don't see. I can look at any business and find 50% of income you're leaving it on the table, which is a bold promise and a big promise, but I've been doing it for 20 years. So I'm really confident in it to go, where's the money? Where's the money you don't see? Let me show you the money I see and let's make that happen and make it rain. Hmm. So 
it seems like at every step along your career, your path, your journey, you have really just been kind of like a bootstrapper. You just get in and you figure something out. Um, since this is Build Your Network, we, we talk a lot about relationships and those types of things. I'm curious if you had any people along the way that you would look at as, as uh, mentors or you know, coaches or people that may have helped you skip some of the learning curves along, along the way for you. Oh, absolutely. I'm a firm believer in coaches. I'm a firm believer in finding people that can help you, right? You can't be the smartest person in your business. So I've always had a board, right? We did raise money. We started the largest technology company in the beauty industry. And I knew nothing about technology, but I did know what the clients needed. And, you know, that's another but building something they need versus building something they want. That was the hardest million dollars I ever, I ever earned. Right. Um, but along the way, like first connection was Ken Cassidy and you know, we didn't have, I didn't have money to invest in an audio program. And Ken said, I believe in you. I'm going to lend you $5,000 and you're going to pay me out of the sales of the product until you pay me back $7,000. And I'm like, I didn't care. I didn't have 5,000. So you might as well say I had a million dollars and I'm going to take a percentage. I didn't care. Yeah. So it was the first person that believed in me that said, I'll invest in you. Hmm. And that would not have happened without our relationship. We worked on the show circuit together. We took care of each other. Like I'd get him coffee if he was speaking. I'd help him in his room. And then we'd flip the room and then he'd help me in my room. You know, but he was 20 years my senior. Right. And I'm the new kid on the block. And he's like, I see something in you. I'll invest in you. Yeah. What do you think that is? What, what do you think? What, what, what did you think that that thing was? Whatever you want to call it, that X factor that that attracted him to want to work with you? Um, I think I'm a humble student and I wasn't so egotistical that I thought I knew it all. So I would stay in his room. I would support him and get I'm like get him coffee like that. Why are you getting him coffee? Why are you going, can I get you lunch? I'm going to get me lunch. It's being in that servant heart of, I didn't want anything from him. I just wanted to glean from him. Yeah. Right. And so I would be a student in his room and, you know, always looking at how can I support you? Is, is there something else that you need? And in all my relationships, like I'm looking at creating win-win, whether I'm paying them, I still want them to be acknowledged and served. And how can I bring them other customers? Right. Cause they do that back for me. Right. And my customers the same way. How do I take care of them? And not just monetary, right? That they're paying me for a service, but what else can I do for them? Can I make introductions? Can I serve them? That's the highest level of networking when it's not, I'm just waiting for a dollar to come in. The, the law of reciprocity is you give and it will come. It may not come from you, Travis. It may come from someone else, but come with a servant heart and go, how can I support this tribe, this community? right? This person, these people. Yes. I love that you said that. So say that one more time. The highest level of networking is what? It's coming from a servant heart. Yes. Right? Looking yeah. at how I can serve you. La reciprocity will take care of you. Yes, right? exactly. And that's the point right there is that you have to be willing to serve without expecting that you're going to get a bunch of stuff back for the time that you put into it from that particular you know, individual or transaction or relationship or environment or event or whatever it is. You just gotta be willing to help and serve people from that place of 
just offering value without expecting to receive a ton of stuff in return. And the law of reciprocity will always come back to you. And like you said, it's not, it may not be from that particular person or event or whatever, but it's going to come back to you in some way, in some form, you know, and it might even be in a year or two. Like that, that's the, that's the problem that I think most people have with wrapping their mind around spending this much time building relationships, Susie, is that they, they don't, they don't, they can't measure the immediate ROI. Therefore they, they place it as like a back burner item and deprioritize it in their list of activities because it's not technically income producing, even though it is totally income producing in an exponential way if you actually implement it, right? Right, it's long-term. It's really planting the seeds to reap your harvest, but so many people want the harvest. Well, that's manipulation. Yeah. Right, when you go, well, I gave to Susie, she should give back to me. No, that's manipulation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like That doesn't feel good for anybody. Right. To come, come, if you want to serve, serve, if you don't want to serve, like choose your tribe wisely, right. To go, are these the people that I would love to be in relationship with? And there's some people that the answer is no, right. I'm in a high level mastermind group right now and I'm, I'm still deciding, are they my group? Are they not my group? Based on how they're serving. It it feels so like I'll do it for you if you do it for me. Yeah. That's not service. That's manipulation. So let's look at, you know, I want to serve tenfold, but I also, and I, I want to be taken care of as well, but I'm, I'm not expecting it from the person that I'm serving. Right. And you also have to, you also have to look at what kind of network each of those activities builds for you, because you can operate from that, you know, scarcity mindset of if I do this for you, you do this for me, you scratch my back, I scratch yours type of a thing. You can operate from that. But the question you need to ask yourself is, would you rather have a network full of people who are only giving based on transaction and are just a bunch of takers or matchers? Or would you rather have a network that's full of givers who just want to continue offering and adding value to the world and the people around them? And I don't think people take enough time to really consider what that means and, and what, not, not just what that means for your network or for your business or for your revenue, but what that means for the quality of your life and the lifestyle that you have and the, the relationships that you, that you bring into like your close circles of friends and family, like those are all going to be affected by the type of people that fill your network. And if you're constantly somebody that's just a taker, constantly somebody that's looking to get from people instead of give to people, then you're, that, that's going to be the type of person that you attract into your circle, which isn't the type of person that, I don't know about you, but isn't the type of person that I want to be around a lot. Yeah, it gets exhausting because I'm like, oh, I helped Travis now, or he helped me, now I got to help him. Like, what do I got to do? And right. you know, my marketing calendar is full. Like, there's no room to say no, this isn't a good time, or can we do it this time, right? That then I feel like I'm held hostage mm-hmm. by your generosity. That's not really generous. Right. Yeah. You've just, <laughs> you've just, yeah. You've just like somehow helped me and hurt me at the same time. Cause now it's right. just like, man, I, now, now I have to like, I would rather somebody just don't, just don't do something for me. If you're going to yeah, expect something back from me, then don't do something for me. Cause I don't want the stress of having to worry about giving something back to you or else you're going to run around like talking a bunch of crap behind my back about how much of a jerk I am because you decided to give to me freely when it wasn't actually freely, <laughs> you know, like right. that's on you. That's not on me. So don't, don't put that type of pressure on me. Like if you want to help me, great, but I'm not like, don't do, don't do that transactional stuff. And uh, I, I just, I don't know anybody that's ever worked out for either Susie. That's the big, that's the crazy thing is like so many people do it, but like it never really actually works out for them. 
you know, because you have to burn through so many relationships. It's just a numbers game at that point. It's just how many people can I talk to? Because you can still see some success from it, but it's, it's a tiring game and it's one that you can never retire from. You know, like right. you, you can, you'll, you'll always have to go out and build new relationships because you're always constantly burning bridges with old relationships. Whereas if you just do it this way, it might take a little bit longer to get the result, but it's going to be a lot longer lasting result and it's going to be a lot bigger result. So Susie, tell me about, um, a little bit about your book, the new one that you came out with. This is number 10, right? Book number 10. Number 10. <laughs> that's oh, congrats the on that. Yeah, that's huge. Congrats on that. Um, so talk to us about Power Your Profit. What are the top two or three takeaways you want people to get from it? And where can they find a, a copy of that book? So you can find a copy. You can go to poweryourprofitsbook.com. And we've got a, several bonuses that you can take advantage. Of. There's about $3,000 worth of bonuses in there right now, which is wealth, uh, wisdom and wealth, which is really recreating your wealth strategy. So changing your mindset from poverty to wealth, right? There's a Power Your Profit webinar that you can take. We've got a group that you can be involved in that we're having these conversations all the time that we're looking at and supporting each other and building their business and building their brand, right? I love that you talk about networking because that's what we're doing. We're a tribe of networkers. We're a tribe of people supporting each other. I would say the juiciest pieces, right? My favorite chapter is chapter eight, which is math is money, money is fun. Most people hate math. Most people poke a needle in your eye with math, which I was the same way. Mm-hmm. I would meet with my CPA and my accountant. They'd give me two P&Ls, one said I had money, one said I didn't have money. It was frustrating as anything. Like, wait, <laughs> why does this one say I have no money, but this one says I have 100 grand? <laughs> like, yeah, you, know, right. you have it, but you don't have it. Like, okay, really? I just need so. Um, I create templates and we said it in the beginning, take these complicated issues called business finance and simplify them. I created them for me. And then my client said, Oh my God, could I have that template? Oh my God, could I have that? Can, can you give me that? I'm like, you want my template? I just thought I was stupid and <laughs> I had to simplify it for me. They're like, no, my God, if you can help me understand this and make sense of it, that would be amazing. Right. And I coach businesses from, I have a fencing company. I have a manufacturing company, speakers, authors, writers, coaches, right? I have veterinarians, graphic designers. So they're business is business is business. It's what are the two, what are the metrics that you're measuring to quantify your success? Mm-hmm. Right? So there's it's the 85%. Exactly. It's the whole 85%. Every chapter has an assessment. So you can assess, do you suck at this or do you excel at this? And let's work on your underdeveloped strengths, things that aren't so great, things that you suck at, right? Let's work on those skill sets because you will always be good at the things you're good at. Let's start honing those skills or finding people to do those things for you. I always say, don't spend dollar time on penny jobs, right? Let's figure out how you can sell more and hire somebody. Like if you want to do a podcast, don't spend dollar time figuring out how to do a podcast, hire Travis, Mm -hmm. right? And his company and his team. Because you'll say, you'll make money quicker, faster. And go do what you're great at. Let's learn how to monetize that and delegate everything else. So awesome. So poweryourprofitsbook.com, poweryourprofits with an S book.com. Make sure to go pick that up. You guys know every time I recommend a book, I tell you, you got to pick it up right now because if you forget, if you don't do it now, you're going to forget and then you're going to regret it. So um, go pick up a copy of this book, get it on pre-order right now, poweryourprofitsbook.com. I promise you, you will not regret it. Susie, I got one closing question for you. This is a question that I ask everybody that's ever come on the show. So I'm really curious to hear your feedback. Do you believe that who you know or what you know is more important and why? Oh my God, that's like my line. (laughs) 
It's not what you know. It's not what you know. It's what you know and who you know that makes the difference. So hmm. your 15%, you got to be good at it, right? I have seen yeah. people quicker, faster with their network and with people that they know and people of influence. I got my book deal from Simon & Schuster because of my relationship with my PR company. Hmm. One phone call. I've been scouting this book for probably six months to a bunch of publishers, sat down with my PR team. They're like, well, let me sit you next to the Simon & Schuster publisher and see how that works out. That's a dinner party. Yeah. So at a dinner party, we created a six figure deal over cocktails with one of the biggest publishers in the industry. So it's what you know and who you know that makes the biggest bang for the buck. Love it. Perfect way to sign off this conversation. Susie, this has been amazing. Um, I really appreciate you for coming on the show. What's the best place that listeners can connect with you? You can connect with me through my name on all social platforms, Susie, S-U-S-I-E, and Carter, C-A-R-D, as in dinero or dollar, E-R. <laughs> I am a pocket coach. And you can go to our website and find many there different resources that we can support you with. So I'd love to support you. I'd love to help you in finding the money that's hidden in your business. Perfect. Uh, so if you want to go connect with Susie, make sure to go check out some of her stuff on social. Susie Carter, the S-U-S-I-E-C-A-R-D, as in dog, E-R. And um, uh, go check out her new book, PowerYourProfitsBook.com. Pick that up right now before we forget. Susie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was, it was an awesome, awesome time having a conversation. Thank you for who you are in the world. And thank you for your commitment to helping all of us grow. Well, that's it for today's show. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want more advanced networking strategies, as well as an instant network upgrade, then consider partnering with my BYN Inner Circle Mastermind. There are already dozens of high quality entrepreneurs in the group, dozens of video lessons on networking, monthly calls, there's accountability crews, and more, all for the low investment of just $99 a month. So head over to BYNInnerCircle.com to jump in. That's BYNInnerCircle.com. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. See you next time. And remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.